My homegirl Chanel, I went to her birthday party on Sunday, this okay. past Sunday, and I was in the streets. It was 80 degrees. My wife was supposed to come. She did not. Um, allergies. You know what I'm saying? This already sounds like some nonsense. My wife, you know what's bad when your wife tells you, yo, don't let these young girls get you fucked up. Mm. And I go, huh? And boy, my DMs was flooded. Um, my homeboys was hitting me up. was like, yo, it's a lot of tits and ass behind you. It's a lot of young chicks. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, Jesus. Mind you, by this time, I'm home. I'm waking up on the couch. Um, and I'm like looking through my DMs and I'm laughing. And it was a great, fun time. So happy birthday, Chanel. If you're hearing this, it's already Chanel's birthday. Let me give her a look. Shout out to Kiki from the West Side. That's her name um, when she comes on here. But I'm there at her birthday party, and um, I realized how old I was, right? So the party is from 1 to 6. At 1.30, I got a text from one of Chanel's friends like, yo, where you at? Who calling me this early in the pot? Oh, man, disrespectful. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. This guy, he wants, I try to refinance my house. He's he's on my ass. Um. Anyway, um. so I get there. I'm getting texts at 1.30 like, yo, where you at? I'm like, yo, I'm about to pull up soon. Because, you know, I'm like, I already know my old ass to show up at 1. So I'm like, yeah, I'm about to pull up soon. So I'm like, all right, cool, bet. I show up at 2. Thinking I'm like fashionably late. Nobody's there. No. Not even a person that texts me is not even there. That, the person who texts me was an hour and a half away from Charlotte. <laughs> so I was like, yo, what you do that for? <laughs> Kelly. And so I'm like, all right. Um, I'm like, all right. So in my mind, I'm watching the game. I'm thinking, yo, when this game go off, if the people who supposed to be here that I know, the birthday girl, if Chanel's not here, I'm going home. Because mm. I already know. I'm like, I don't be in the streets like that. Bro, I swear, 3 o'clock, that place was so damn crowded. So then I realized, like, all right, it's a 1 to 6 event. People showed up in the middle, the mm. middle time. Cool. Oh, is that how that works? That's how it works oh, with the okay. young kids now. They show all up right. at least two and a half hours late. So I'm like, I bet. Bro, everybody and their mama was in this doggone club. Like, it was a bar, and everybody was there. Um, people was buying shots. The girl beside me saw me sitting by myself. She bought me a shot of tequila. Somebody else bought me a shot of tequila. And I'm like, I don't even drink this. And these young girls would drink you under the table. And they buy you drinks now. The old chicks don't do that. That's why I'm against you old chicks who be out here thinking like y'all still got it, not realizing these chicks is younger than y'all. And they make just as much money as y'all. Wow, that's crazy. Maybe I should start drinking. I don't drink. That's good. If somebody's don't. buying me drinks, you'll take it. I guess I'll get in trouble. All right. See, as <laughs> long as you know, look, I, um, drinking is expensive. And I realized that cause now luckily I'm married. So I don't have to buy nobody drinks anymore. These chicks don't drink house vodka. They drink the expensive shit. That's the other problem that's maybe going on. Like it ain't like, Oh, I'm drinking Smirnoff. Like, nah, they not drinking regular tequila they want costamigos they want like the chick when the bartender told the one chick like oh we only got 1800 left she turned her nose up at the bartender i was dead weak because i'm like damn like yeah nah nah drinking is expensive man um i lied i drink a little bit sometimes okay. occasionally it has to be scotch okay uh, that's, that's the only way but i got a girlfriend babe i only buy drinks from you there we go let's, hand claps for that let's do that look i only buy drinks from you or you can buy me drinks there you go um before the pie got started, I told you to um, anything he says will and will be used against him. And he did the Law and Order um, 
boom, 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 Let me tell y'all this. This is for Dick Wolf, Olivia Benson, Ice T. You know, Olivia, I don't know your real government name. I only know you as that. And everybody else that's on Law and Order. Y'all are getting lazy. Last episode was so telegraphed. I was like, yo, I can tell. I told my wife exactly how the episode was going to end. And it ended the exact same way. Y'all getting lazy. That's all I got to say. Um, 20 seasons in. Yeah. And you know what? It's kind of one of those things where it's like, what you expect? What you want them to do? Yeah. Like, that's what they supposed to do. I'm trying to look for a song. I always, uh, I was laughing on when you wrote me. It was like, do you pick the song or how are we doing this song thing? Yeah. Um, Y'all don't want to listen to what I listen to. What you listen to? Who? They're going to be looking at me weird. Go ahead. Okay, so, <laughs> so I can laugh. I've been listening to a lot of like, uh, like grunge rock. Okay. Lately. Okay. Uh, Right now, I've been obsessed with this album from Coheed and Cambria. Okay. It's called The Unheavenly Creatures, and it's, oh, Jesus Christ, it's fucking amazing. Okay. Uh, it's, it's so good. The whole album. The whole album. Um, but I listen to I listen to other stuff, too. I like Jadena. Uh, oh, gosh. Lupe Fiasco. Oh, gosh. That's my favorite rapper. Really? Fiasco is my favorite rapper. It's it depends on the day. It's between him and Jay. Um I, I like I like I like a lot of lyricists. I can't okay. I have a hard time with like vibey music. Yeah. People that want to catch a vibe. I'm not yeah. a fucking vibe you want to catch. I'm weird. I went to um I went to the Lupe show when he was on tour with Kanye. And oh, um it was the Glow in the Dark tour. I was in high school. I can't remember when that concert was. I might not have been in high school. I might have been in college by then. But it was the, my by far my favorite tour. I was probably about 20 rows from the stage. Um, and this is graduation, Kanye, for anybody that's asking. But mm. Lupe was on his first album. And it was amazing. This was the most amazing show ever. Lupe was first, right? And everybody knows this is back in the day when people wouldn't show up until, like, the second to last act. Mm -hmm. So we're there and we basically was able to go straight up to the stage, even though it was seated on the floor. We was able to basically go straight up to the stage because nobody was there just yet for Lupe. And it was dope because Lupe, Lupe was first. Rihanna was second. No, NERD was second. She, Lupe got to go on before Rihanna? And then, oh yeah, it was God. Lupe, NERD, Rihanna, and then Kanye. And I just remember this is when Rihanna was dating Chris Brown. They had they hadn't even went public yet about their relationship. Mm. And it was all uh speculation. That's how long ago this was. Some people was like, wait a second, what? And so um it was a great show. And just to see Lupe there, um, he killed it. He was amazing. You know what? Since you said Lupe, and I'm yeah, you know, I stopped rocking with Lupe when he started getting really into like when he started going real hard on like the um the religion stuff and his music i was just like bro what are you talking about yeah and then i was just yeah. like and um but i really f with lupe um listen to his last album droga's wave no i ain't listening to that shit i need to it's good it's really good i would play kish put kick push but that's just like so just hold on. basic absolutely oh, i don't want to play this this is too deep oh this used to be my shit oh my god um if you're here, hold on. Let me look. I want to welcome everybody to this episode. You probably here solely because of the guests that we have, which I want to be. I want to thank y'all. Hold on. Rockefeller. This is when I just First knew. Step. Look, this be my shit. 
I really do think I'm a DJ, just to let y'all yeah. know. Um, I got a special guest in the house. This is episode. I can't remember. Hold on. Lupe. Uh, I hate these long ass intros, but it's imperative for it to happen. Yeah. This is when people used to have dope intros. All right. They don't do that no more. They don't. That I'm sewing jeans at first and fifteen is just a sewing machine. So I cut the pattern and I sew it. Sing. I gotta figure out what episode this is. If I had to guess, I want to say it's episode one sixteen. We are about to start speeding up this podcast. Let me do this for just let y'all know. Um, it's hard coming here every week and doing a pod, even though consistency is the best way to like really. Get off what you're trying to do right mm -hmm. You gotta be consistent Hold on let me turn this down right quick You gotta be consistent I don't care what you do yep. Um, Whether you're a photographer Whether you're a videographer Whether you're a model Whether you are a seamstress Whether you are a podcaster You gotta be consistent And I know I have been inconsistent at best These last couple months The reason why I got some shit coming And y'all figure it out later Um, Excuse me Two I got a kid yeah. I have a kid yeah. That shit. This is the first guest who has ever hit me up and was like, yo, whatever works best for you and your family, I'll be there for the podcast. And I just yeah, remember, I'm like, I went in the room, I told my wife, I said, yo, this is what he said. And she said, wait, what did he say? <laughs> I told her, and she was like, that's the nicest thing a guest has ever said to you on the podcast. I'm like, yo, I was like, that's so amazing. Um, but yes, this kid has been kicking my ass, um, and he's amazing. And um, I just want to shout out to my kid, man. He's amazing, but he's been kicking my ass. So sometimes, look, it'd be a Tuesday. If I ain't got a guest, I'm like, I'm about to sit at the house. I'm yeah. like, I'm just not going to record today. And then I'm like, oh, I go back over there this day. And then it start raining. You know, black people cancel anything because of some rain. Um, <laughs> they damn sure do, man. That shit's weird to me. Look, sometimes you just got to cancel. Sometimes I'd be like, nah, let's still do it. Um, I had a shoot tomorrow that canceled because of the rain. Um, I got a special guest. Hold on, let me let Lupe get off some more. I guess I was just guessing. We waiting for Hove, but y'all understand how this goes. This album was amazing. Um, and this was at the heels of Kanye like coming out. You know, Kanye's coming. He gives us Twister. He gives us Common. He gave us Lupe. And for me, um, Common and Twister was already like super established. But it was just a redesign of them, a reintroduction to the world. But with Lupe, it was like it was something fresh and new. Maybe you know people in the Midwest knew about him, but over here on this side, you didn't know. And it was cool, like for the backpackers, yeah, to get somebody. And it was like, yo, he's actually cool. He can actually outrap anybody. His, he's the only rapper I've ever heard say I'm the best rapper alive. And nobody had shit to say about it. Not nobody at all. said anything. Here go Hove. Smited in the sword, my lord. My first picture was a line. Come on, Hove, you gotta come harder than that. Um, this episode's gonna be interesting because this guy stands on any hill by himself. And he's willing to shoot. He's willing to say what the hell he gotta say. And I wanna apologize to anybody that's gonna get offended. Hold on. I just love the drums absolutely all right let's start this part welcome to the paid and exposure podcast let's and for those who i know i still have not updated my intro one day it will get updated I've been and to do this for a month look we it's coming hold on and i look i've been talking about like oh i gotta update the intro i gotta get a new logo Look, if anybody want to help with the pod, please let me know. Real, let's get it. Wrap it up. What? Hold on, let's Shut get up. it. Wait, so I can't pay an exposure? Hell no, you can't. <laughs> the fuck out my face, please. <laughs> you cannot pay Judah an uh, exposure. 
All right, let's get this started. Who are you? First of all, what's your name and your socials? Let's go ahead and get that out the way. All right, my name's Judah. Uh, you're not getting my last name. Nah, for what? It's on my Instagram, but whatever. Absolutely. My Instagram is Lightweaver Images. Okay. Facebook, business name's Lightweaver Images. You can check out my website. Yes. Lightweaverimages.com. Uh, I am a portrait photographer, contemporary portraits. I specialize in uh, fashion um, fashion edging, uh, contemporary portraits, okay. headshots, branding, um, specifically for the everyday woman okay. who wants to feel beautiful. There you go. I can help you out with that. Shout out to you. Um, what's your least favorite thing to shoot? My <laughs> least favorite thing to shoot? Like, families. Families, really? Families. What is it about families? I can't. Uh, I don't like kids. Okay. Like, is I'm it not, a certain age range? No, no you just got, kids. You ain't got to explain it. It's because, like, I and I it's not it. like I'm not over here like I'm kids. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Keep it's them not away. anything like that. It's just <laughs> I don't know how to interact with them, which is weird because kids love me. Yeah, and I'm just here like, <laughs> why are you? Why are you talking to me? I don't know what to do. Look, um, I had a rule. You booked me and you said it was for my family. And if you you could not let me know that your kid was between two and five. If you did, I would not be there. And honestly, it moved to like one and a half, like 18 months to like four. Like that's really where it was for me. And I was like, I'm good on it. I don't want to do it. I was scared. Um and you know what it is? I don't know how female photographers feel, how the ladies feel. Y'all let me know in the comments. But for me, like kids legit scared me. It was one of them situations where I was like, they would come up. They would be there. I didn't know no baby talk. I didn't know how to play with them. I didn't know how to get your attention. So me, I was there, bro. Like, I'll just be shooting. You got what you got. When I'm there, the parents are definitely standing behind me trying to get the kid to look at the picture. Absolutely. Yeah, I just did a, um, a little event for... Uh, in support of domestic violence awareness. Mm -hmm. If people saw the pictures of the kids I got that people brought to this event mm -hmm. to, to get pictures of, I would be in trouble. I'd be get, I'd get hit up all the time. <laughs> they, those pictures are not going on the internet, and if they do, I'm not being tagged in them. Yeah, you know what? Um, that's that's what's funny about like photography, right? Because you'll do something. Let's say you break your rule one time, right? And in, in your mind, you're like. This cannot see the light of day because I don't want people now to contact me for that. Um, for me, it's always it's families. Um, I try to stay away from posting those um, because I bro like now I don't mind it. It's changed for me. Mm -hmm. You don't want kids. I have a son. So I'm in that space where um, now I'm a little bit, it's a little bit easier. Because yeah. now when I see a kid, I'm like, all right, whatever I do at home, I'm going to try this shit here. If it don't now, now, if the kid do not respond to that, back oh. to your mom or whoever behind me, your mom and dad behind me trying to get your attention. Because I'm not trying. You know what I'm saying? But I'm with you. And it's it's I have to keep that off my website at all times, like family shit, because I'm like. And if you go in there, the most family shit you're going to get is uh, is couples. You're going to get engagement mm -hmm. in a wedding. Like I'm not doing no. And I do family portraits often. I stick away from it. This will never see like the Instagram reel of me saying I do families. Actually, that's 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 good <laughs> wisdom right there. It's like if there's something that you want to shoot, that's what you put. That's what you show mm -hmm. on your Instagram feed. I know a lot of photographers that want to shoot like one specific thing. But when you look at their Instagram or their website, they got everything up there. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to specialize in the one thing, 
you can shoot everything. Yeah. But as far as the public eye is concerned, you shoot this and just this. And just and this. And that's the work you'll get hit up for. Because, absolutely. Because let's say, um, let's say you say, hey, I only want to do headshots. I'm just narrowing it all the way down, right? Let's say you only want to do headshots. But somebody come to you and say, hey, Judah, I want, um, I want some portfolio stuff done. Like, cool. If you never post it, that person still is going to tell the people like, hey, I got it done for him. Just hit him up and see what he says. And more than likely, if the money's right, you're going to say, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm with you. It's um super interesting. No, next question. How long have you been shooting? Uh, About two and a half years. There you go. How is it? How? Do, what do you? um? Two and a half years. So right before the pandemic started, basically, right? Pretty much. What have you learned? What's been the biggest lesson you've learned? This is all the shit that's not on the paper. That Being I've an introvert to. is not a death sentence to networking. Absolutely. I am a huge, huge introvert. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a super nerd. I'm a gamer. Yeah. I like nerd. I like nerd shit. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones, uh-huh. Dune, Star Wars, all of that. I've always been a huge, uh, a huge, huge, huge nerd. Uh-huh. And you know, back when we was in when we was in school, being a nerd wasn't cool like it is. Not now. at all. You couldn't like Marvel. What? And hang out. What? Hang out with the people. So it was like, but getting into photography and wanting to grow my business because I know I was serious about it off rip when I got into it. I want to grow my business. And I figured out pretty quickly that networking is so important. And it's like, once I figured that out, I started learning how to regulate my introversion. So I know like when I have the energy to be able to interact with people and when I, when I need that time to myself. So like learning that and being an introvert isn't a death sentence to get to growing a business is probably the biggest number one thing that I've learned. Absolutely. Um, so you've been around me enough. Yeah. You know I'm not an introvert. No. Um <laughs> not at all. Not at all, right? Um, and I did a podcast one time about, you know, um, I have a cousin who's super introverted. I wish he could meet you. Um, he's way more introverted than you. Mm-hmm. But I think uh him meeting someone like you and hearing that message, one day I'm a, I'm gonna make that happen. I'm going to just introduce you and be like, hey, this is my cousin. And then yeah. you will know I just want you to talk to him. Yeah, because, absolutely. Um, it's not a death sentence. Like, some of the best photographers that I know don't be on the scene. They don't like to be out. They like to be to themselves. And it's because they, and you know, um, me personally, is there advantages to be extroverted? Absolutely. Is there advantages to be introverted? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to come up to you and expect you to act a certain way when they see you. Yep. Um. They're going to come up to you. They're going to see your work. They're going to respect your work. They're going to want your work. They're going to say, all right, Judah means business. Boom, 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 whatever. You know what I'm saying? Me, I have to deal with, you know, people run up on me sometimes. And I'm like, you, <laughs> with my wife. Like, get, get the hell out of my face. You know, or I'm with my mom or I'm with my dad. And it doesn't help that I have albinism, so I'm recognizable um, like two blocks away. Oh, I never even thought about that. That must be. Oh, bro, I had a I had a chick one time, and by no way, um, I know a lot of y'all listen to this podcast. Shout out to our listeners from Mexico and Puerto Rico. I do see the stats, and that blows oh, my wow. mind. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, my stats are super interesting from what countries that this 
place to go. Even though Puerto Rico is not a country, don't y'all kill me. My wife is Puerto Rican. Don't kill me for that. Mm. Um, anyway, so <laughs> um, it's different countries where people listen from. But anyway, I don't want nobody to think that I believe I'm famous. I am not. In my city, I am recognizable because I am a photographer. One, because he's famous. Um, <laughs> no, because I look a certain way, and so when people see me they assume that i'm the photographer and 90 percent of the time they're right so anyway um i remember one time we were at breakfast and this lady stood over me and my wife at breakfast while we ate in a restaurant in a diner and she sat there and she asked me if are you gavin i said yes she said oh i love your work i said cool she told me about a piece of some some shoot i did i was like thank you and she sat there for at least it felt like five minutes it was probably 45 seconds right yeah but she just sat there and said nothing and my wife is stuffing her face and looking up that girl like, sis, walk the hell off. Like, you know, but it's cool. I appreciate everybody coming up. Um, but yeah, um, but that's cool. Like, yeah, being introverted, it, it's not a death sentence. And I, I guess I feel bad for photographers when they come up to me and say, hey, how do I reach? And maybe you can answer this. Um, sometimes people ask, yo, how can I get more business? Or what are some networking tools um, when you are introverted? Let me tell you something that introverts are really good at. Okay. Listening. I believe it. Amazing at listening. Okay. I don't want to talk to any fucking body. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll listen to you tell your whole life story uh -huh. and take all of it in. Mm. And like a lot of the times whenever I go um, to networking events, on the occasion that I go uh, to one, usually it's just. I just get to know people like, what's your name? What do you do? Tell me about your business. How did you get into that? And it's just a bunch of open-ended questions that let people throw a whole book at you. Mm. And you learn about all of these people. And when people, when a lot of people go to networking events, they go to promote their own, they go to promote their own business. So that's all they want to, that's really all they want to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Facts. So if, um, <laughs> I mean, if you meet somebody new, just ask them. About about whatever it is that they do and be genuinely interested in what they have to tell you, because eventually they're going to be like, oh, what about you? What do you do? And then they, they're like, oh, this person really listened to me and um, really received everything that I was saying. And a lot of people just feel like it's a social obligation for them to ask. And then you can go into what it is that you want the that you want them to know, whatever it is that you want to do. That's dope. Um, How did you get into photography? Because that's so, always the interesting part. I'm um, a gamer. Okay. What's your favorite system or do you play on PC? PlayStation. Okay. What's your favorite right. game of all time? Sorry. Right now, Destiny. Okay. Holy shit. If, they just dropped a new expansion. Yeah. I love how um, games have moved to that. I need to find... That's really like the metaverse. They just copy it. Facebook and all these people just copying like GTA, Destiny and all this shit. I need to find a rich woman <laughs> that'll just let me sit there, look pretty and play Destiny because I would do it. <laughs> Absolutely, if you're I could the only find a rich woman in my life, babe. Yeah, she's gonna beat my ass. It's all good. Um, if my wife let, me, like, if she can let me get a sugar mama, I swear we would be caked up. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm a gamer. Uh, I worked at GameStop for a while. Okay, and I ended up getting into streaming on Twitch. You know what Twitch is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I say that to people all the time, and they were like, "What's that?" I'm I like, have a. T I'm I like, gotta follow you on you, Twitch. How are you this uncultured? Yeah, that, I had like, somebody um who offered to. Uh, they were telling me like you need to put the podcast on Twitch, and at, at that time it was just so much going on. 
That'd be dope. Yeah, and it was, I was like, yeah, I was like, but I'm trying. I was trying to figure out like this. Then mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out this, and then I'm like trying to get this whole space, and then I'm like YouTube. And, but anyway, dope. continue. Sorry, um, <laughs> Squirrel. So when I started, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, when I started streaming on Twitch, I was following um, another streamer who focused his his whole content is making your stream look better. Mm-hmm. One of his suggestions was to get a DSLR and use it as your webcam. Mm-hmm. I said. Whenever I get into something, I'm like 100 percent in. I was like, okay, went and bought, uh, went and bought my first camera. Yeah, it was a Canon SL2. Okay, which is like an amazing webcam. Webcam actually. Uh huh. Um, and I, I had that thing for like a month before I took any pictures with the fucking for- thing. <laughs> it stayed on top of it, like next to my computer on a tripod that I bought. Um, but one day I took it and went to like downtown Hickory and just took some pictures walking around. And I was like, got him home. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And um. Then I did my first portrait session, and it's when I got those pictures back when I was like, that was it. How much did you, you make me. on your first session? My first session or my first paid session? Both. So I guess your first session was zero. Uh, I shot <laughs> for a year and a half. Okay. For free. Okay. And I told everybody that I shot with, I'm doing this to improve my ability. Mm-hmm. You can have all of the pictures. Mm-hmm. Just let me use the pictures in my portfolio. Amazing. Because what I did not want to get into, I had a stigma of being known or I wanted to avoid the stigma of being a cheap photographer. Absolutely. So the first paid session that I did, as far as a portrait session, I got paid $350. Amazing. And I delivered 12 pictures. That's amazing. Hand um, claps for this brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like, some of y'all not charging 300 right now. And it's like, and a lot of y'all are better than I am. Look, I my first session, I made twenty five dollars. I told y'all that I say that on here all the time, and it was a uh, it was a two hour session. I don't know, I don't know where I pulled out. No, excuse me, it was thirty dollars because I figured if he go to the ATM to get two twenties, he'll give me the other ten and give me forty. And bro, literally, asked for his change. <laughs> Shout out to you, Justin. You still my boy. Justin is my guy. I we grew up. Our That's parents funny. knew each other at teenagers. I knew him from church. It was <laughs> Justin. I'm gonna whoop your ass. Um, <laughs> you, you know, um, <laughs> you responded. I want my. Can I get my change, oh. bro? He and I was like, I yo, my man. I was like, yo, you know. And his mom came to me at church, and she was like, you should have charged him more. And I was like, yeah. I was hope. I wanted to tell her like I was hoping he'd give me the tip, like the extra ten. He did not, and it was cool. You know what I'm saying? Um. You know, I find it interesting you saying that you shot a whole year and a half for free, which I think um, so many photographers should do mm-hmm. as far as like building their portfolio. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people get into it quick where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm charging. And then they realize they don't have a portfolio. Right. And then people are like, well, I'm not booking you. OK, well, I take it for free. And they start getting known as that cheap photographer, yeah, like you were saying. That. And you don't want to get there, which is an interesting topic, because today we're going to talk about. How you supposed to bring value to a saturated market. Now, before we get there, let me tell you why this is funny. I am talking. um, I am. I come here to the podcast studio and I'm working. uh, This guy hired me to record his podcast. So I'm like, all right. He paid me what I get paid for a session to sit here, record us like what we're doing. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) thank you. All right. Um. He brings in four realtors. It's him and three other realtors, right? And they're sitting here and they're having conversations. And they, they're, um, I'm not, I don't want to talk about everything they said, but one of the things that stuck out, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say they said this, but this is what I picked up. <laughs> they talked about how it's more realtors than his homes available. 
Yeah. They talked about how the real estate market is jacked up. Yeah. And it was super interesting to hear those conversations with them. And they were talking about how so many people just automatically hop out of, um, oh, I'm not good at this. So I want to hop in and I'm going to start doing real estate. And then they realize those people either can't sell or they they don't have a passion for it. They hop out. Mm -hmm. And I laugh now because off mic, me and you was having conversations about how photography is becoming more and more saturated. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is not a shot at you. It got more saturated once the pandemic started, right? Um, Because I told you, I've been taking pictures since 08, 09. And it was crazy. It was crazy then. It wasn't that many. It was only a couple of photographers, um, especially in this city. And now I look at it and it's like, I... I kid y'all not. It's models who I used to take pictures of. Now they're they're photographers. And it's some chicks who, like, when I met them, they had no interest in photography uh, three years ago. You know, five years ago when I knew them. They were literally models. They were working, doing whatever jobs. And now they are literally charging people. Um, I know one chick, she is a makeup artist, and she charges more than I do now to do photography. And that's that. She getting a bag. I can't be mad at it, right? Um and so I kind of want to talk about, Mike, how do you, first of all, I want you to talk about, like, why you think value is so important in this realm in photography. And then we're going to get into how to bring value. Photography, it's a, it's incredible to me how uh, undervalued photography is mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Um, as far as what a lot of people are willing to pay for it. You're literally, like, when you think about it, you're literally selling memories Mm -hmm. to people you're you're capturing them at a specific time in their life where whatever they happen to be going through um they're just you know they have stuff that's going on and maybe they want to remember a certain time in their life maybe they want to make a change or something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe they're starting a new career or they need branding work or something like that like Mm -hmm. there are very few mediums outside of photography except maybe video mm-hmm. where you have the ability to literally sell people like timeless product of themselves absolutely like what other medium can there, there aren't really any other mediums nah. where you do right that. like so every product that you develop is specific to that individual so like it's super important for photographers to recognize their value because photography is so undervalued. Like a lot of photographers get into get into uh, wanting to start a portrait business or a business in photography in general and don't really understand or really take into account the the cost of actually doing business. Yeah, I can shoot. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, I can shoot. Say you're getting constant work and you you're shooting. I don't know two hundred. Let's say you're charging like two fifty mm-hmm. for your shoots and you're doing portrait work. And let's say you shoot like, I don't know, 200 shoots for a year in a year. Mm -hmm. That's only like $40,000. It's not that much. Yeah. I can make that in my, in my regular job. Absolutely. And have two weeks vacation Mm -hmm. and have my insurance paid for and and be saving up for a good and be saving up for retirement. Yeah. It's, it's a real easy way to burn yourself out. And photography is one of those things. When you shoot, you should enjoy it. Absolutely. It shouldn't feel it to me. It shouldn't feel like a grind to you. That's probably the biggest reason why I think value in photography is so important. Photographers should really uh, learn how to value themselves and their art. Yeah, I um, value for me is so important because me and you were talking about off mic again. One day I'm gonna start recording my off mic conversations, but I like I like to let Patreon. people. Absolutely, I've been thinking about that too, and so um. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, I'm telling y'all some shit is coming. I'm I'm being nice about it. Um, never mind. I was gonna shoot at somebody and I decided not to. I decided to be nice <laughs> and not be messy today. Um, but the when I look at value, right? Me and you was talking about it off air. Um, there's tiers in photography. Um, you have low end photographers. You have like the medium. Mm-hmm. It's like low income, me, medium income, and high income. And we're not talking about actual income, but uh, it's easy for people to understand that when we're talking about regular people, right? Yeah. So in photography, you have like the cheap photographers, a low end photographers, price wise. Then there's this big thing of medium photographers mm-hmm. or with a median at, and then you of course have the high end photographers. And surprisingly, the medium is the biggest, right? Yeah. And so. I always ask those photographers and I ask myself there because um, some people uh, you self-evaluation in photography is always deep. It gets real and it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you compare yourself to so many people, you compare yourself to other photographers. It's easy to do that, right? Real um, easy to do it's that. super easy. It, y'all, you don't believe me go on Instagram right now and type in your city and type in photographer and just see how many profiles just pop up. Right. Yep. And so it's easy to see that, Oh, Judah's doing this. Judah's charging this. Judah is, um, shooting this person. I want to shoot that person. Let me reach out to this person. I was easy to see that, um, Henry Jones, shout out to Henry Jones photography. That's the homie. Um, he shoots this person. He shoots at this location. Why am I not shooting there? It's easy to compare yourself. And mm-hmm. then people, you know, um, the world does that already, but photographers, we do that as well. And so I always ask photographers and I ask myself, what is setting you separate from all those individuals? What are you offering? Mm-hmm. What um, what products are you giving? What service are you giving? What experience mm-hmm. are you giving? So value to me is always important because what is going to make somebody say, hey, Shot with Gavin once. He is from here on out the only photographer I get. The only time I'm ever going to shoot with somebody else is if Gavin's not available mm-hmm. or I can no longer afford him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trust me, people find money. Yep. To do anything they want. So, yep. what are some ways you try to bring value to your your brand? Okay. Um. So the biggest, I think, the biggest problem that a lot of people do is they try to bring be different from other photographers. To justify a higher price by having better pictures. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> your clients don't know. If you're halfway decent. Your clients aren't going to really going to know the difference between you and another photographer that they find on Instagram. To them, a lot of your work looks the same. Mm, facts. So the biggest way to add value is to improve the experience that they're getting. Okay. All right. So what I'm doing is offering a luxury photography experience now. Mm -hmm. So when they pay my session fee, they get hair and makeup done Mm -hmm. on location. My hair and makeup artist is going to stay with me the entire shoot and touch up over the course of the entire shoot, however long the shoot goes. You are not getting that with me, just to let y'all know. (laughs) This is And this is why this is dope. This is how you create value. It's how you create value. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, They get a hair, makeup, and wardrobe styling consultation. Mm -hmm. I connect you with the uh, hair and makeup artist. You talk to her. Figure out what you want to do with your hair and makeup. She tells you what she can do, what she can't do. Yeah. Keep it pushing. Yeah. For the wardrobe consultation, <laughs> I will talk to you on Zoom or I will go to your house. Yeah. And help you pick out outfits. Yeah. For your portrait session. If mm. you come in. That's dope. Right. You get a reveal. You get a reveal session where you get to look at all of the all of the pictures that turned out and you get to pick whatever portraits that you want to buy. I'm selling portraits separately. Yep. From my session now. And that's and, dope. And the reason why I'm doing that is because it seems 
in my view, that selling your portraits in the session together devalues the experience of the session and it devalues your portraiture, right? It's you're creating individual personalized art for every single individual that you shoot. There needs to be a price on that. Mm. There has to be there has to be some type of price on that. And instead of just digitals, I'm offering physical and digital products. When everybody, whenever somebody buys a physical print, they get the digital, the corresponding digital with that. Um, and that's all of that is good. And I can charge a premium for that. Absolutely. But there's a lot more work. Um, a lot more true. work involved. Before I go to some of the stuff I'm doing, let me tell you why that's super dope. We're in Charlotte, mm-hmm. right? And Charlotte, Charlotte's so 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 damn behind, yo. Mm-hmm. Compared to other places, mm-hmm. um, photography wise, you go to L.A., you go to New York, you go to Atlanta, you go to Miami, you go to Houston. Hell, you go to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, photographers are doing that, yo. Yep. Um, you go to Virginia, you go to D.C. It seems like you go to Chicago. It doesn't matter where you go. If it's a comparable city, and I know I just named out New York that has 16 million people versus Charlotte that got one. That's not what I'm saying. Um, we can we can use a North Carolina example. There's a studio in Asheville mm-hmm. called Atelier Unforgettable. I think the okay. website is You Unforgettable. She does the she does the same thing, mm-hmm. and she's one of the photographers um, that's in the Portrait Masters. Okay, got you. Um, and one of her podcast episodes, she talked about how much she was making uh, in her sessions. Uh, her session average is like five thousand mm. dollars gross. I believe it. Well, because <clears throat> I'm in a bunch of photography groups. All right, just this is my way of plugging one now. Shout out to No More Pie by Gavin B on Facebook. Please join and please, please yeah. do. It's dope. Please, it, absolutely. And it only gets doper when people a give a fuck. Two, you engage, and three. You come there for help and you offer help. All right. So that's my plug there. Two, um, here's the thing. I'm in a bunch of other groups and it's it's not, it was a reoccurring theme last year, which is why I was going in on people that had guides, which is why I was focused on, I was in a bunch of boudoir groups because they were using this logic of, yo, you do a session fee and then you sell. Mm-hmm. Now, mind y'all, I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with everybody. Two years ago, the creative gent, shout out to Josh Galloway. He came over to my house. He sat down in my room and he said, Gavin, this is what, this is the wave. It's coming. And it was session fees and edit separately. And I said, bro, ain't no damn way. And he said, I'm letting you know this shit is coming. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right. And then I started paying attention to it. And then it started coming. I reached out back out to him. I said, bro, you ain't lying. He said, bro, I'm seeing it everywhere. Cause he's like, he was, he speaks to way more people than I do. And then I started talking about it on the pod. I'm like, yo, just to get everybody heads up. Like session fees is really where it's at. And it's all about presentation. It's all about that. And so I hope one day Charlotte catches up because I'm realizing like some photographers are doing, Hey, you know, 250, 300, you shoot with me. I'm going to give you all of these. And then they're not worried about upselling. It breaks my heart. It, it breaks minds too, because I'm like, yo, if we can move the needle. That was some of the other stuff me and you was talking about off mm-hmm. air. Like we got to start moving the needle and start encouraging people because then we change. Um, and then if not, Somebody's gonna come to you and say, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Why is why is Judah charging this much, and why is Gavin charging this this difference of a price, 
okay, I need to see with Judah because clearly he's giving me an experience that Gavin does not offer. Mm -hmm. And that's super amazing there. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing that added value to all of my sessions that um, changed the world for me. Having, and you mentioned it, um, having a consultation. Please talk to your damn customers. Yo, having a consultation changed the game for me in the last six months in a way that I never understood. And I under, let me tell you where I got mind blown. I was doing the mentorship with the Light Factory and we sat there and it's seven other photographers. And I was the only one that said I did not talk to my clients. And I, everybody in the room looked at me like I was, like I was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, talk. Mind you, I could be totally wrong. I think I do more volume photography than anybody else in the room. So I think it threw them off. Like, wait a second, you shoot all those people and you don't talk to them? And I was like, nah, I ain't got time for that. Like, you follow me? Literally, I was just doing stuff through email. And I remember I told them, I said, y'all, I'd never do a shoot after today without having a con Y'all didn't embarrass my ass. Mm -hmm. I got you. And I started that and I realized, like, just breaking the ice early. Talking to people, understanding like their needs, their wants, their desires. And then also, you sell deals that so much easier when you talk to them first. Yep. Versus you sending an email, you don't know who they people will send your email to somebody else. Yep. Yo, this what this photographer said. Can you beat this price? Mm-hmm. Can you can you offer this? Mm -hmm. And you some other photographers like, yeah, I give you fifty dollars less than that. You know what I I'm saying? Consultation before they ever see a price list, before they ever see. Oh, a price absolutely. List. Or or the uh, portrait magazine that I do. Mm -hmm. They'll never get that from me before we do a consultation. We need to talk first. Absolutely. Like, it's sounding like I'm charging you three fifty and you get no pictures, and then like the collections all start at like fifteen hundred, mm -hmm. and it's like they're like, well, why would I pay that? Well, let me get you on the phone so I can explain to you. Absolutely. Why why I do that. Because mm -hmm. you're getting all of this. Yeah. And guess what? You're going to shoot with him. You're going to lose those pictures. You're not going to get the digitals. Um, and that, look, <clears throat> your session fee, you having a makeup artist, a hairstylist, mm -hmm. and a wardrobe mm -hmm. consultant, plus wherever you got to shoot at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That right there makes... The client is getting more than they deserve already in the session. Mm -hmm. Plus, they get to shoot with you. Plus, you giving them a bunch of outfits. Plus, you you there with them. Mm -hmm. um, plus, you you know what I'm saying you taking out your time to say, hey, I'm doing a reveal day, mm -hmm. whatever. Trust me, you're coming out on top at the end of that. They're coming out on top at the end of that shoot. It's day. about building a relationship. It's like, just Absolutely. for example, one of the things that uh, that I'm doing is I'm going to get all of my clients' birthdays, put them in my phone. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Send them a happy birthday text or mm -hmm. call them. Happy birthday. Um, there was a previous client that just closed on a new house. Absolutely. Um, I sent him a text and gave him congratulations on closing a new house. Yep. It was like I heard about it just through um, osmosis, really. I, I happened to be friends with the realtor. Okay. She then. posted it on That's Facebook. Dope. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, yo, is that? Yeah. Send him a text. Congratulations. That's dope. It's. It's just about building relationships with your client because that's really how you generate repeat business. <laughs> my um, shout out to my boy Jamar. He hit me up uh, a couple of days ago. Bro said uh, he said, "Yo, how you go about getting clients?" And he does he does a little bit of photography, but he does more design work, right? And um, it's good money in that. Absolutely. And so I told him, I said, "Yo, I can give you all this this shit about me finding a way." Mm -hmm. To get new clients I said but nothing I say Will beat um, Repeat clients And word of mouth Yep I said yo You gotta get in front of people 
you got to sell them on one thing. You will get once they come to you again, Mm -hmm. it's over. You won't need, you you know, they will keep you in business and they will refer people, stuff like that. Um, You said something about printing out photos. How has printing out photos changed your view on photography? Or has it? It's definitely changed my view on photography. It's um, and I've always had uh, I won't say always, mm-hmm. um, but pretty early on in the process, I realized how important it was to have to print some of your work. Mm-hmm. Um, because after my first year in photography, and I actually started in 2019, so it's probably going okay. on in like three years. Yeah, my first year in photography, I went in and I just made an album of my favorite pictures from that year. Mm -hmm. And then when I got it and I looked through it, I see when I saw all of my work printed in a physical form Mm -hmm. versus looking at it on a phone or computer screen, it, it changes the impact to me. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And then I, once, once I really understood, um, in what sort of, it's so hard to define and what way it changes the impact. That's when I started thinking about like, how do I get my work, on clients walls and i read i originally started the business to do it that way but Mm -hmm. i wasn't i didn't have the technical ability yeah with the camera to be able to make good purchase portraits that were wall worthy yeah and i didn't know anything about the client experience i had to develop that yeah but it just (laughs) i don't know man i I just got some sample prints in and they're jesus christ yeah (laughs) no i um that's funny because my first time ever getting a picture printed out, it was of my homegirl Iris, <laughs> and I showed it to her, and it's huge. I got it on a metal print. That was the first thing, right? And so I print out her photo, and I send it to her. She was like, is that for me? Because it's amazing, mm-hmm. right? It's a metallic, it was a metal print, but it has like a metallic yeah, I love finish. Those, man. And I said, hell no, nah. this staying at my house. <laughs> yeah. And I was like. And so I have a picture of her hanging up in my house, mm-hmm. but it's just amazing to see it. Yeah. Right. And then, um, so now I have more pictures. A lot of my maternity moms are up at my crib mm-hmm. in my room. Um, they will be getting moved once, once the secret is out, mm-hmm. um, that, and then, you know, that I have a picture of my wife, shout out to Hala, um, who's a photographer, a model. She's super dope. She painted, a uh, um, my wife, right. And I have the portrait in another room. The same portrait that she printed. I mean, she painted. I have it printed out because I loved it so much. Um, you know, for my wife's birthday, I got her whatever she wanted. But I, t- I got four photos printed out and mm-hmm. framed. I went to, you know, I went to Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. bought the frames, did the mat and all that shit. And it was super cool. And then, you know, for me, I was able to look at it and say, like, okay, this is how much this costs. Mm-hmm. This is, and I'm able to present it. And now I'm looking at it like, Yo, this is actually amazing to look at. And you know what? This is what printing um, taught me. Um, you able to see your flaws better in fo- photography. You fucking right about that. You be you do something digital, and it might not. It's not big enough. It's on your phone, and it looks clear. And you're like, and it is clear. You know, it's cool. And then you get that same image printed out, and now it's eleven by fourteen, and you're able to look at it, and you're like, damn, that hair is out of place. Mm. Damn, the skin is discolored. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, I really didn't smooth this part out. You know what? My favorite thing now, I look at people's portraits. I'm like, damn. And then mine's too. Um, damn, it's no, this person has no pores. I airbrush too much mm-hmm. that I don't see the skin anymore. Mm-hmm. And printing allows you to do that, which I love printing now. And yep. it's like, 
it's amazing. I encourage all photographers get, get your stuff printed. Your work printed. Please. Get your work printed. Please. It don't have to be huge. Mm-hmm. It could be an eight by ten. Absolutely. An eight by ten is bigger than your phone and it's probably bigger than your computer screen. Absolutely. It, it'll give you a whole different perspective on how you print your work. And another thing is when you get your work printed, you can see if your colors on whatever you're whatever you're doing is accurate too. Absolutely. If you're if you print out a picture and it looks totally different tonally than what's been than what you're seeing on your computer screen, mm-hmm. then there's a problem. Yeah. There, there's a problem. Because you have no idea what the client's seeing either. Absolutely. There's so many different benefits to getting your work printed. It gives you a different appreciation, level of appreciation for your work. Bro, you can take a print. For for those, I'm going to give everybody a little cheat sheet. And I'm not saying this is what you should do, but I'm just letting you know how cheap it is. You can literally go on Miller's, get you a print, Mm -hmm. go to Hobby Lobby, get you a mat, Mm -hmm. and go to Hobby Lobby and buy your frame. Mm -hmm. All of that, depending on what side, let's say you get an 8 by 10, you're talking about Two dollars from Miller's, you're talking about maybe six or seven dollars from for the mat, and then maybe your frame. They always run in a damn sale, so you're talking about thirty dollars, twenty, thirty dollars. So you're looking at all right. I spent no more than forty dollars. You could turn around and sell that to your client that whole set for like a hundred dollars yeah. minimum, you know. And there's so much money that people are losing. And <clears throat> you you said something else that I thought was super dope because I did that when I first started. Is you get your pictures put in a book, right? Mm-hmm. The joke is, in five years, that photo album that you have, you're going to look at that and you're going to be like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah, I'm embarrassed by the quality of work in that first book. Next time I see you, I'm going to bring you my first book. You are going to look at it and you're going to laugh. First of all, you're going to laugh at the outline, the cover of the book. It's horrible. Then you're going to look at the pages and be like, Gavin, what the hell was you doing? But then you're going to realize like, okay, this is a decade ago. It's a learning process. Absolutely. Bro, it's horrible. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. I got to oh, say that. Um, all right. We got some interesting. We got. This is the part of the podcast where y'all ask the questions and I answer them. However, we have a guest today. So Judah is going to be answering all y'all questions. If you don't like his answers, you have to fight him. I have nothing to do with his answers. Damn. I'm glad I don't live in Charlotte. Shit. Absolutely. Um, so first question up for Judah is, have you ever been hit by a dry spell or lack of activity on Instagram? I was wondering if it's worth it to boost one of my posts or do a little bit of advertising. And this is from Carla. Uh, all right, Carla. First question. Have I had a dry spell on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> I'm bad at posting on social media. Mm. Don't be like me. Okay. Okay. Post regularly. That's important. Um, as far as whether it being worth it to boost one of your posts Yes, if you do it with intention. It's really important that you do it with intention. Don't boost a post just because you want it to reach more people. I mean, that's important. But if you boost a post, you have to have some sort. You have to have um, Purpose. an objective Yeah. when you boost your post. If you want people to get go to your website, if you want people uh, to engage with that specific post, if you want them to be able to keep up with whatever it is you're doing, um, it is worth it to do that. Uh, one thing that uh, that'll get you good eyes on your work in a high quality format is if you have a website, you can boost a post that leads people to a blog on your website, and that'll get you some website traffic. People will eventually end up looking around, looking at your portfolio and stuff like that, and you might get bookings for that. Um, so I guess the biggest thing you got to do is just know what your intention is whenever you boost a post. Don't do it half-assed, but Absolutely. it'd be worth it if you know what you're doing. Absolutely. I um. 
don't give Instagram, don't give Google, Facebook, aka, and then also known as Instagram. I did it in reverse. Don't give all of them your money. But however, um, boosting, you got to know why you're boosting. If you're mm-hmm. boosting just because, just to give them some money, then you're just throwing away money. Which How, is what a lot of people do. Which is what a lot of people do. Um, I never. I want to, um, if anybody know anybody in the advertising or Google ads or social media ads, please send them my way so I can have them on a pod. But I do want to do an episode about that because I think it's super important um, for us to learn to educate ourselves on or to know who to hire to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, hitting a dry spell on Instagram is interesting because social media is um, social media is tiring, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they change the algorithm every like three, four, three to six months. And, it's, it, and it's hard not to become a, you have to not become an imposter on social media, mm-hmm. no matter what field you're in. Um, and photography is super hard because our community is small, especially in this city. But at the same time, we we see each other, we run into each other. It's not hard. It's not it's not hard um, to run into a photographer here. Nope. Um we all be out. We all know what other person's at. You know, you can run and go shoot somewhere and you'll see somebody there. Um, so it's hard. You know, when you hit those dry spells, I'll tell you this. The easiest way to stay up on your Instagram is Facebook Creator Studio. Please go and Google it. Um, Facebook will pop up. You can link your Instagram to your business page on Facebook and you will never have to log into Instagram. You literally can just schedule out all posts for like three months. And um, it's a lifesaver. I did it when... um. When I had my son, so I didn't have to worry about getting on Instagram. And it was, um, it kept people, it kept me in front of people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it. I had already had some old work already scheduled out. And I literally scheduled out like two months straight. Um, and oh, still today. idea. Yeah. I encourage everybody, look up Facebook Creator Studio. It's hard to find on Facebook, but if you go to Google and type it in, it'll pull it up. That's a good idea. And so check that out. Um, next, Zach says, "How do you deal with permits for wedding or portrait shoots? They are so expensive. Do you include it in what you're charging?" Bill that shit to your client, please. Done. That, that's it. That's the answer. Bill it to your client. Like Absolutely. as a photographer, it is your responsibility to know how much you need to be, uh, what your cost to doing business is, and that's going to include. Any permits that you have to do to shoot on a specific location. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got to, if for whatever reason you got to maybe buy or rent equipment in order to get it done, if there's a specific lens that you need to do in order to get it done, um, if you got to pay to be somewhere, mm-hmm. bill it to your parking. Client. You need to parking. <laughs> you need to know what that cost is before you send your client a quote. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to explain to them why. Because it's not going to be a comfortable conversation. It's not. You're going to need to be able to explain why your cause, why you're billing this, why why you're billing this amount of money. Do they need to know specifically that you had to rent this piece of equipment in order to do this job? No. What they do need to know is that in order for me to do my job to the best of my ability and to the quality that you expect, mm-hmm. this is going to be. This is how much it costs for me to go in and shoot for you. Yeah. And you know all of that information before you give the client a quote. That's super important. It's super important. Extra costs, build that shit to your client. Yeah, and then here's the thing. You have to, you can't um, just think that your client's going to be cool with shit. I see a lot of people's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to just send them something later and I'm not going to tell them. I'm like, yo, that's terrible mm-hmm. business. Because Terrible if I'm business. if I'm your client and you send me, hey, 
Um, I didn't know to shoot there. I needed a permit, and I just got a bill. Blah blah blah. I'm be like, yo, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Not a, you know what I'm saying? Not a thing. In certain places, I don't shoot at. For me, I'm give y'all a perfect example. Next week, I have an engagement suit shoot, and this girl wanted to shoot at the Ivy's Hotel, which is a nice hotel in Uptown Charlotte. Um, she thinking we could just walk up in there. I know we can't. Um, I've worked in hotels. I understand what comes with hotels. I understand that for those that I know, especially I know this is super. For Charlotte, but it happens. And it's probably like this in other cities. Um, Charlotte, Uptown Charlotte is owned by Bank of America. They own the land. They lease out every building to Damn. to everybody. I didn't right? know that. Yeah. So with that, because it's bank property, automatically you can't shoot in Uptown. And now it's up to, I'm talking about inside of buildings. It's up to certain places to allow it. But straight up rip, the bank says like, no, but it's up to y'all. Now, if you go to any bank in Charlotte and you go walk in there with a camera, they're walking your ass out. Yep. Any anytime. Um, so most of the places just get off with that. Like, hey, it's private property owned by Bank of America. We don't allow whatever. Some places like the Ivies allow you to go in there. However, it costs four hundred dollars to shoot in there. Mm-hmm. My client just thought we was going to walk in there. I said, no, you need to contact him. She got informed that, hey, this is how much it costs. She thought I was going to pay for it. I was like, no, that makes no sense. I will pay for it, but you're going to pay me. To do it, and I'm not gonna charge you 400. I'm gonna be charging you a little bit more, yeah, since I gotta go talk to them, deal with them, blah blah blah. So, please understand what you're doing, where you're shooting, how much shit it's gonna cost you, everything from parking, because it's super unfair and unprofessional Mm -hmm. for you to go back to your client and say, Yo, here's a bill, even though I didn't know. Because of my ignorance, I don't know, so you got to pay for it. Because, it, like you said, it is a super awkward, tough conversation to have, yeah. and you'll take an L. Um, last, shout out to Jasmine. She said, I was asked if I wanted to be a photographer for a style shoot for a wedding plan. Bro, when I saw this question, I died. Jasmine, don't kill us for this. All right. She says, I was asked if I wanted to be a photographer for a style shoot for a wedding planner. And I said, yes, but I have n- I have never done anything like this before. Any advice on what to charge and what should be in my contract? Charge nothing because they're not <laughs> intending to pay you Absolutely. to do this style shoot. They're asking you to go do this style shoot for so exposure. that they have for exposure <laughs> so they can have content for their website on this style shoot and so that you can use the picture you can use the pictures in your portfolio. If you want to be able to do high-end weddings mm-hmm. and you need work like that in your portfolio, mm-hmm. then do it. Mm-hmm. They're, but I'm going to let you know right now they're not going to pay you. If Absolutely. it's valuable to you, then you do it. And then what you do is when you get there is you make connections with everybody that is there. Mm-hmm. You get everybody's contact information. You get to know every soul that is on that location. And maybe they'll be able to float you some work or you can work with them in the future and make a way for yourself. But they're not going to they're, they're not intending to pay you to do this. And if they do and if for whatever reason they do ask you for a quote, make sure that you value your time. Mm-hmm. Um I can't tell you specifically how much to shoot because I don't know how much you charge absolutely to do to do to do your weddings. I don't want to put you in a boat that you can't handle one or uh, severely undervalue what you're capable of. I wouldn't insult another photographer to do that. Absolutely. Um, but I would I'm like 99 percent sure that they're not intending to pay you anything to do it. My black ass know that um, they 100 percent sure are not going to pay your ass. Uh, he's 99. I'm 100. So we have split the difference. Um when somebody contacts you for a style shoot, it is understanding. It's understanding um, everybody that's involved is have an understanding. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, the photographer is providing, everybody's providing their time. I'm, I'd be glad when we as a photography group get rid of TFP or time for print. That is bullshit. I didn't say that enough on here. That is also, that is the number one way to undervalue a photographer. Um, when somebody presents to them a TFP moment, um, now that I got that out the way, if you want to hear more about that, I'm gonna start doing weekly rants. I got my own opinions about that. Look, thanks. We can get into it. Um, <laughs> so my thing is this, if we're all there donating our time, okay, mm -hmm. your job as the photographer is more than likely they're looking for you to produce X amount of high quality photos yep. of the whole, you know, whether it's details, whether it's of the couple, whether it's of the whatever for you, what needs to be in your contract is a, how many photos you're going to provide. Yep. Um, the way you're going to deliver those photos, yep. how long it would take and what mm -hmm. everybody else, this is key. What the hell everybody else can do with your photos. Yes. If you do not understand that, that is the number one thing that should be going on there. Let me tell you what's going to happen. What you don't want to happen is that planner take your photos and they sell them. Nope. Because you, your contract doesn't state it. And you know, then you got to go through, Oh, I'm a photographer. I automatically get copyright. Cool. But if I already then sold it, what's going to happen then? They got the money. They got the money. What are you going to do? Complain? What are you going to do? Complain you gonna, at them? Okay, so now you want to sue somebody, but it's too late because now the, the bridal magazine is going to say, nope, actually such and such gave us, they told us that they had the rights to it. So now you got to go sue them. And it's more headache than what it's not. More money too. It's more money. So you need to understand like, yo, this is what I can offer to you guys. This is what I'm willing to offer. Um, and also you need to understand like, what do you want to get out of it? Like what Judah said. Yeah. What are you looking at? Do um, If you look at your web, let's say you already have a wedding portfolio. Because if you don't have one, this is a perfect opportunity for yeah. you. But more than likely, they're not hiring you if you, they've never seen you take wedding photos before. Yeah. Um, but let's say you have this and you say, yo, I don't have that bomb bride and groom shot for my portfolio that I need. Because I'm always running around or mm -hmm. I'm just getting what I've gotten. Um, this is a perfect time to say, yo, I'm setting that perfect shot up. Maybe yeah. you don't have the perfect perfect shot of the bride coming down the aisle this is the perfect time to create that um so create those moments right and then make it bomb spread it out make it happen um please on the sake of <laughs> the clients i'm gonna speak from a client perspective right quick even though i've never done this before please have in your contract when you're gonna fucking deliver the pictures i probably shouldn't have cut so i can like make that important so i'm gonna say it again please <laughs> Please let them know when you're going to deliver the pictures. Um, to be fully transparent, I submitted some photographers to help out my wife for her job for a style shoot. And it was embarrassing on how long she had to wait for certain things That's because to me. because photographers and she paid. That was the crazier crazy part. You know what I'm saying? I t because now she's married to a photographer. She's not doing the whole shit of. Oh, we just going to do this for exposure. She, I told her, I said, if you want your pictures back by X amount of time, you might want to pay them. That's crazy. And she paid and she still had to wait. Yeah, that's insane. Wait. And you know what? And that, never mind. Um, I told you I wasn't going to be messy today. That's good. That's crazy. To me. And so please have that in there. Um, But yeah, I didn't know if you want to get into TFP. I think TFP is bullshit. So, me. you know, <laughs> like about... <laughs> TFP here here's let me have it I have <laughs> issues with how TFP is done in okay. general okay? okay right I think TFP is something that can be very valuable when done with intention if there's a specific 
maybe look that you want to add to your portfolio or if there's a maybe there's a specific lighting setup that you want to do or a location you want to try to shoot at or maybe there's a a body type or an ethnicity that you Mm -hmm. want to add to your portfolio then you can find somebody and say hey then you can find somebody and be up front and just say i don't have money to do this yeah would you be willing to collaborate and we can do some stuff and when you do that you need y'all got to be equally yoked you can't absolutely you can't you know be pistol pete new photographer with a camera yeah and you're going to go to talk to bella hadid absolutely some some nonsense to do to do a shoot with her they can make on collab with you yeah they're not going to collab with you they will leave you on scene if you get seen because i know some of y'all be disconnecting your phone from the internet so you don't know (laughs) so you don't let us know that you read our message see i know the game i know what's going on but but look and i'm gonna let you go so um i always feel that way about people presenting tfp to photographers i don't like that now as a photographer absolutely i believe that for me and and i'm gonna say this and i don't mean no disrespect models i know y'all don't like when i say this type of shit i know i'm gonna get it um models i know y'all don't like that see this is why we always gotta have two cameras oh okay (laughs) I was like, is that supposed to be y'all? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Models, I know y'all don't like when I say certain shit, but I really don't be talking to y'all. Yeah. I be talking to photographers. Yeah. So what happens with me or what I notice is um, models will come to photographers like, hey, I got I, you got any TFP shoots um, where we can, you know, I, I can work with you for print and whatever. And I'm like, A, we don't ever be equally yoked. Like nope. you said, that's super important. And then B, it's like, I, I don't benefit that much from this and so use time we say no well when you establish but some photographers you've seen them they'd be happy to run over there and just provide free work yeah no you and need to hit me up if mm-hmm. you hit me up yep you need to have an idea yep or be willing to let me shoot whatever idea i want to shoot mm-hmm. one of those two one of those two things need to happen because you're not about to hit me up and we're about to go i don't know go shoot and camp north end just some regular ass regular ass pictures somewhere that don't that doesn't add anything to my portfolio like i don't need anybody's help to take high quality pictures i already do that what i need is for people to present me with ideas that sound interesting and then we can do and then we can we can do that there's not many people i won't shoot with like i have to not like you to not to to not want to shoot with you like that's the that's the biggest thing i have to not like you to just not want to shoot with you if you come to me and just ask for pictures and don't have an idea you're probably not going to get we're probably not going to work together but if you come to me with an idea okay yeah how do we do this let's do it and so i know a couple of i know a couple of quote-unquote models and i'm keeping up with y'all let me tell you that because i'm noticing that y'all portfolios ain't really growing and y'all ain't working with no agencies or you signed to an agency and you ain't working and i know a couple of y'all don't like when i talk like this and the joke is i collaborate with people mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. um i don't mind collaborating mm-hmm. i believe that i honestly i believe that models shouldn't have to pay photographers and i believe that photographers shouldn't have to pay models right i agree and because there's always something I need or there's always something you need. However, um, however, the, 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 the jacked up part is sometimes y'all come to us and 
uh, sometimes a model will come to you, and if you're not valuable to them, they will not work with you. Nope. Um, and so I notice a lot of photographers, they, they offer certain things, and it's just like, bro, or sis, like whatever, as a photographer, I'm like, yo, you know better. Like, come on, you know that this person is half-ass flirting with you so they can get free pictures. Yep. Or you know that they stroking your ego. I don't know if y'all know this, but all these models, they write, yo, the goat under everybody's fucking pictures. As soon as somebody get them free pictures, it's, oh, you the goat, fire emojis. And it's like, yo, yeah. how many ghosts is there in this city? And so I'm looking at it and I'm saying, yo. And the pictures aren't good. And the pictures aren't good. Your pictures. <laughs> I had one chick, man, she, she shot with somebody in our group and I don't. He will go nameless because I don't know his name. Um, and he's in our Facebook group, man. And he shot with a girl. And this girl shot with me. And her reasoning, excuse me, she wanted to shoot me. And I told her no. Her reasoning was, you don't have enough blondes on your profile. That's not a good reason for me to shoot. It's with not you. a good reason. And I was like, sis, I don't care. I was like, you got to pay me because you found me. You want to work out with me. Like, it is what it is. Um, and I was like, keep it moving. Like, And she shot with him. And his ass posted all them blurry ass overexposed pictures and i was like come on my man and i wanted to write him so bad and be like bro don't get played like that again because some of the pictures he gave to her was super nice you could tell he was just giving her everything and he posted whatever and i wanted to tell him like my mans don't do that like whatever it was another cat in our group um he shot with a girl he shot the same th theme that she sent me and i was like she thought i was going to work on her time oh, yeah. as a collab and i'm like nah it don't work that way and she shot with him and i wanted to be like bro don't do that again i and plus, they shot some Asian shit, and she wasn't Asian. And I was like, that might be appropriation. And let me. <laughs> let me. And I, and I stayed I need, I, need to pre, I need to preface. Let me. Let me. Well, this isn't a preface now. We way past it. But let me just say, it's, I'm not one of the photographers who's just never paid a model. Okay? Absolutely. I've, I pay, pay, I've paid models to me shoot too. with them. All right? <laughs> Sometimes they get a little entitled. Mm-hmm. Backstory. Okay. I paid a model to shoot. Okay. I said I don't have anybody of mm -hmm. this ethnicity with mm -hmm. your body type. Yeah. In my portfolio. Yeah. I think you do pretty good work. I would like to shoot with you and I will pay you for your time. Yeah. All right. Because I have no established relationship with her. With you. I felt yep. it would be disrespectful for me to just say Assume. I need this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know what quality of photographer she works with. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm there. So... I did all of my pictures. Anybody that looks at my looks at my face on my Instagram or my website knows that almost all of my pictures are three quarter bodies, head and shoulders, mm -hmm. and headshots. Yes, because that's what I'm good. That's what I specialize in. That's what I like. I like the connection with the eyes. Absolutely. Right? I don't do a lot of full bodies. Yeah. After I delivered the pictures that I paid her, yeah, to shoot for. So already you've done more than what you were supposed to do. All right. <laughs> and the contract, there was only going to be supposed to be three pictures sent. Okay. I sent like 25. Okay. She got mad because there weren't any full body pictures in there. See? And yes. I felt that I was throwing shade at her body type, even though there were full body pictures in there. And I was like, you know what? I wasn't in the wrong. I did what was in the contract. That Absolutely. Okay, whatever. I will... Do another shoot with you. Yeah. To get you the kind of pictures that you want. Over she was like, yeah, you just got to pay me to do do the shoot again. See? I was like, what? See, that'd be my shit, dog. That'd be, let me take, now, Juden got me pissed off. Um, that'd be my shit. You like I ain't had a damn energy drink. I'd be yeah. bouncing off these damn walls. <laughs> um, that's what be pissing me off. 
I um I've been in that position. I remember being that guy who had just started and I was when I got started, there was uh you were Facebook messing nobody and you could never see if they seen it, right? But mm. you would see, your shit would just sit there. But I was the guy who look, when I was getting started, and I don't mean to sound old, but in photography years I'm old as shit. But Yeah, you a little ancient. Yeah, real, literally. Like, I was the guy who was like, yo, the only way you was getting popping, you had to go to the clubs and take pictures. Imagine if you, to get popular, if you had to be in the club taking pictures. I that's how I was. Popular. Look, that's how, I, that's how I used to have to get my portfolio. So mm. in the club, I'm posing people, trying to do something unique to get shit. Mm. Um, I remember now we're out of that age, and I remember, like, selling photo sessions. You know, I told y'all my first session was $40. Then I thought I was doing big. I'm charging you 50. Then I'm thinking I'm doing you. Um, yo, I'm thinking I'm doing it big because now it's 75. And now I'm getting people that's like booking me. They're not booking me. So I'm doing a lot of free shit. And I'm still getting people's like, yo, y'all really don't be models. Let's keep it a buck. I want to keep it honest and truthful here because a lot of y'all love specifying when people really aren't photographers. Right. Yeah. You have no problem with saying, yo, you're just a guy with a camera. I remember a girl hit me with that. She was like, are you a GWC? I'm like, what the hell is that? And she was like, a guy with camera. I'm like, no. I'm like, yo, I have a website. I have a portfolio. So you have no problem. These ladies, and I want to I I wanna be very direct because the guys, they understand that they've been seen as weirdos. And also, I don't have guys that hit me with this. However, I do. I, I want to make this an equal opportunity session because I've had female photographers say guys do this to them and they think it's super weird. And I think it's weird when girls do it, too. They will half ass flirt with you, knowing that they're unqualified to get something free from you. And then they just shit on you. Right. So I've mm -hmm. had to pay models. I've been in that situation where I'm like, you know what? I'm just pay somebody. I'm going to pay you to be here so I can practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get there and then you're like. The moment that you flip and say, hey, I need to start charging you now, they get missing. Yeah. They don't want to talk to you. And some of us, it's certain girls right now, um, certain models right now, they ain't going to never get a check from me. They're never going to get an invoice from me mm -hmm. because they do so much for me. They've helped me out. Mm -hmm. um, I've literally said, yo, I do not know how to do this. But if you show up, I got you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, I need your help. And that's where I think it comes down to. But I also understood that, yo, we are equal footing. Um, dog, you took her graduation pictures. Alyssa. Alyssa. Alyssa came to my photo walk. Never seen Alyssa. Never met her. She came to my photo walk. I was grateful that she was there. That was the one that I was at? She came to one before that. Okay. She came to the second one. I don't think she came to that one. Did she? No, no, no. She didn't come to that one. You was at it. Yeah, she was there. She was there? That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. She was there. She came. She was there. She came to the one before that. Um, I never met Alyssa. I told her, thank you. We shot. She came to the one that you was at. I walked up to Alyssa. I said, yo, I owe you. Mm -hmm. Because all these other photographers are supposed to be here. I mean, models. They flaked. And I said, you showed up. I offered her. I went up to Kayla. I said, I owe you. Mm -hmm. I'm giving you a shoot. Mm -hmm. I went up to Holla. I said, I owe you. Um, Corey was there. He brought his daughter. I said, yo, I owe you. It, like, sometimes you, you are going to be there, and that's your way of repaying people. Yeah. Um, my homegirl Alex, she comes to everything I do. I've never sent Alex a check of an invoice before. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then I think it is part. I don't think I think we have to redefine or re. We need to really understand what collaboration means. Yeah, and understand that it it is a two way street. And yep. right now it's not. And photographers, we taking L's. So until we can get back on the same page, let me shout shout out to Alyssa because mm -hmm. she's like, 
your photo walk was the first time that I had ever shot like a model. Mm-hmm. I remember you told me that. I was like, really? Yeah, it was the first <laughs> time I'd ever shot a model. And um, Alyssa has been willing, has really been willing to work with me on like multiple shoots. Yeah. Whenever I wanted to try something new, she's like, let's do it. Yeah. So like she, I'll never charge, I'll never charge her to, to, yeah. to do a shoot. Because whenever she needs something, I'm like, Let's do it. Whenever yeah. I need something, she's, she's always, she's always, always willing. It. It's so important to have a network of people that you can work with whenever you want to try something new. I've got absolutely a network of I've got like some models um, and y'all probably see them all the time on my page because mm-hmm. I've been trying so much new stuff lately. Yeah, um, I've, I've just got like a, a like a small circle of models. It's like, I don't know, six people mm-hmm. who like whenever I want to try something new. They're all about it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And Absolutely. Then there's no pre- There's no pressure because we're just there to create together and make new ideas together. And, Absolutely. And improve each other. I don't think that's valued enough, to be honest with you. Um, it's too much ego going around. It is too much ego, especially in this city. I told you we behind. Um, <laughs> uh, three before the pandemic. Every year I went to, I had an idea, um, and I still do it to this day. I get three models every year that I work with, and I tell them, your pictures are free this whole year because I need you. I'm going to need you. I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to get something in the mail. I'm going to buy a new toy, and I don't know how to use it. And before I go charge mm-hmm. Judah, you know, X amount of dollars to shoot him, I would love to have, you know, my homegirl Alice and say, hey, can I shoot you? Mm-hmm. And it's super amazing. Um, A, even how many models flake. But then, and you know, you need like six because a lot of times, you know, everybody got a life. People got jobs, people got families, people got relationships. Mm-hmm. Boy, don't let these models get a boyfriend. They ask it. Ghost. Um, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> Yo, y'all get boyfriends and y'all get missing. And I get it. I mean, I don't, but I, I try to understand, like, all right, cool. He don't want your ass out here working. He don't want your ass over here. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But that's a whole nother subject. Um, but absolutely. And I think having that team. Um, you got to have a makeup artist yeah. that you can rock with. Mm-hmm. I believe every photographer, you need a few models, a makeup artist, and a stylist. Mm-hmm. And then you also, I'm going to tell you all this, you need somebody to critique your work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I started the Wednesday critiques. <laughs> Tomorrow's Wednesday. I said, let's do this, and then didn't post anything. <laughs> yeah, look. <laughs> look, I posted one of my pictures in there. And shout out to um, Yo, Angela. Came in there. And- Angela ripped my ass a new one. <laughs> she said, I said, Yo, you seen she posted my picture? She was circling shit. Yeah. I said, God dang. <laughs> <laughs> Angela. I'm going to post mine and be like, Yo, is there people I can make not see this so Look. I don't get my ego hurt? Yo, Angela, you lucky you Puerto Rican. She's extremely talented. Bro. She don't live in Charlotte, does she? She in Tampa, bro. No, Orlando, excuse me. Let me tell you something about Angela. She's extremely talented. Um, I like the I, YouTube tutorial she's doing too. I um I I was looking up somebody's photography work and she was in the suggested thumbnails and I clicked it only because I saw her glasses. As as a person that wear glasses, when you see like some cool glasses that you like, yo, I kind of like them. Like yeah. you you, yeah. <laughs> I don't care who you are, you're yeah. clicking. <laughs> yeah. And so I see it and I went on her 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 website. I mean, excuse me, I'm I'm clicking on and I'm like. Yo, shorty, nice. Mm-hmm. And she simplified everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I like people that have short videos, like your YouTube videos, like, yo, make them 15 minutes or less. 
I don't need an hour long, 30 minute video unless it's like editing, editing, which is really important. Right. But if it's like an instruction video and she was breaking stuff down, she was explaining it and talking through. And I like how like some of her some of her shits like she'll she'll mess up like talking wise. Mm -hmm. And and it's in, you know. She she says it all the time. She was like, yo, I speak two different languages, whatever. Um, for me, the fact that she didn't delete it let me be like, yo, sis is real. That's and I was that like really adds to authenticity. It does, because I don't yeah. want to see nobody that's like perfect and they doing I could tell you do the cutscenes so you can sound perfect. That's why I don't edit shit with this unless oh, I say man. your name. I got it's, a whole complex about YouTube photographers, but keep going. Look, and so <laughs> I'm looking at it and I go on her website and I go, Ain't no way. How is she not? the most popular person like uh, like i'm just going through her stuff and i'm like super and so bro i'm gonna keep it a buck with you i humble myself down i wrote her i said yo can you please join my group mm -hmm. i was like i just want you to just drop your work in there sometimes so people can get inspired people can see it and maybe you can help and she joined um she suggested some other people in there she's extremely talented and you know what's so mad so funny was she ripped my picture up and so i get out and I'm like, all right, fuck it. And so I'm sitting at, I'm sitting upstairs. And my girl's like, yo, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm telling her. Mm -hmm. She's like, damn. And she's laughing because she knows I talk about Angela at the house all the time. Kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> and so, um, and like, she's like, my girl's laughing because you know Puerto Ricans stick together. It don't matter who you are. Yeah. And so, um, she was like, what you gonna do? I said every flaw she pointed out in my work was yeah, true. True. Yep. I said she pointed out hair that was out of place. That if you don't never never post something to be critiqued if you don't think it's good or you don't think it's right your your job is to say hey this is my best photo this is one of my best photos how can i make it better and she pointed out everything to make that photo better and i appreciated that and angela i thank you um your wedding work i don't know if you've ever seen her wedding work it's amazing she's as well talented she's, she's super talented she's, she's extreme she's extremely talented Absolutely. you can tell she's somebody who's um uh, who's dedicated to improve like making sure that every shoot that she does is better than the last one mm -hmm. like that that's so important and then like getting your work critique that's that's essential that's how i got i don't think i'm that good mm -hmm. but you're good uh the how i got to where i'm at was posting like everybody starts posting their work yeah on like online forums and stuff like that on facebook groups mm -hmm. and the problem with a lot of those groups is that it's all like nobody wants to hurt your feelings yes yeah, and all of the people <laughs> that i listened to were the people that were like super like super super hyper critique mm -hmm. like hyper critic crit, um criticized my work yeah and pointed out all of the small details and i paid attention to everything that they told me yeah and then was like YouTube. How do I do this? How do I not do this again? Absolutely. How do I make this? How how do I make this make this better? I'm hyper. I'm hypercritical of my work still to like to this day. Absolutely. Um, that's like having people critique your work is so, is so important. I it submitted is. like 25 pictures to the portrait masters. Yeah. Got like a week left to to know what what they think. Yeah. Yeah. Look. I'm so nervous. Um, and Angela. Besides that. Besides um. The Light Factory, the mentorship I'm in, I submitted some photos there and they ripped my shit up. And I was like, but I wasn't um, upset then or felt any type of way because I was already out of my wheelhouse of what I was doing. Um, Do they critique work outside the program? Um, I don't know. Maybe. 
That program, they they have a lot of programs that they um. I should have applied to that mentorship. They're gonna do it again. Okay. Do it, and it's and it's super cool because for me it was super dope because um, you know what type of work I did, but this was like yo, you got to tell a story. This ain't yo, you know it 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 brought it brought me to the space of like yo, when I see your image, what am I getting from it? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Your pictures is pretty. Your shit in focus. Mm-hmm. The skin is smooth. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and. You know what I'm saying? But it was super cool there. But when Angela did it, I was like, all right. So now, look, I was so zoomed in on one of my pictures. My wife was like, oh, she got you fucked up. Yeah. Because I was zooming in. I had to pay attention, though. Super interesting. All right. Before. Sorry, y'all. I should have told y'all it's going to be a long podcast, mm-hmm. but we about to zip through. Um, For those who not know, Nas is getting sued by a photographer um, because Nas posted a picture from 1993 on Instagram um, from Al. Pieria, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering up your name, but since you're doing this to Nas, bro, it's okay. Um, <laughs> this this photographer Al took a picture of Nas, Tupac, and Redman outside of a club, um, in '93, and Nas posted it on Instagram. And you know, we in this thing where three years earlier, the photographer, um, registered that photo, the copyright. Which he already owns the copyright with, but he registered. Now you can say it's art. Which Nas probably didn't even know. Nas did not know, clearly. And the guy's suing Nas for posting it, a picture of him on his Instagram. Um, whose side are you on? That's where I want to get to. <laughs> I can understand why the photographer is upset. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I don't know if Nas tagged him. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't, but he probably didn't. Yeah, and that could have been a big boost of notoriety for that photographer. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of on Nas's side with that one. Yeah, and only, and really only because I know the context of his relationship with Biggie and Tupac. Mm-hmm. Like he was. Um, I know he was I know he had some sort of relationship with Biggie and they may have been yeah. close. I don't know the extent of relation of his relationship to with Tupac. And it was probably just important it was just important to him. Yeah, like, it's a dope ass photo. This the photo right here. I don't know. It sounds like the situation was maybe the photographer contacted somebody about this picture and they blew him off. Oh, so from this is what I this is what I can guarantee what happened. I can't guarantee this, by the way. <laughs> Nas posted this picture. The photographer saw it. Mm-hmm. He probably contacted Instagram and or Nas um, and said, yo, that's my copyrighted work. Can you take it down mm-hmm. or can you tag me? Knowing Nas, who probably don't check his DMs for shit or you probably in a request folder, it probably got blown off and now you're pissed. Now, here's my thing I do want to know. By Nas posting a picture... Do Instagram gain some type of rights to it? Because, I mean, we, Facebook and Google and them always like to say, oh, if you post stuff on Facebook, you don't lose copyright. We won't just use and do whatever we want to your pictures. I'm calling bullshit on all that. I don't believe nothing that they be saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that if Facebook seen your profile, if they wanted to make a, a commercial with your profile, I guarantee they will probably pull some shit. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? I it's don't. probably in those terms of service that nobody reads. Nobody reads. Yeah. That I ain't read. But I understand every time I put my picture on Facebook, it might be somewhere. Um, so I bet that. Um, here's my thing. Who's side of my own? I'm definitely on Nas' side. Sorry, photographer 
and photographer friends. Um, I do understand the photographer, though. I have to state that. Um, but how did Nas get the picture? Probably Google. It was in 93. Yeah, that's the thing. It's an old picture. It's from 1993. It's a film camera. Absolutely. Bro, I'm, this shit is probably on Google somewhere. Yeah. It's probably on Google. You can, I guarantee. Shit, watch this. It's probably all over Google now. It's definitely all over Google. And that's probably why the photographer. And sometimes I understand the photographer because sometimes you might have to say, yo, um, like sometimes you might have to say, yo, I got to sue you because now all these other people are going to do blah, blah, blah. And I want the shit back. Right. Um, but I said, hell yeah, this shit all over Google. Yeah, it's all over Google now. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Several angles. <laughs> um, but the photographer, bro. And here's the thing. I understand us photographers. I don't, I haven't been in this situation, but I imagine I'll probably be tight. Um, I, let me put like this. I might be tight, but I'm going to be understanding of photographers reposting. Um, I'm, I'm going to understand the clients reposting their pictures that I've taken for them in a public forum. Mm-hmm. If I see uh, Barack Obama walking across the street and I grab a snapshot of him, mm-hmm. let's say I post it online. If Barack sees it and repost it, I can understand why he might be like, oh, that's a cool picture of me. Let me post this in my whatever. I don't think Barack is going to say, yo, let me go hunt down whoever took this damn picture. Um, no. And it, it just happens, man. And you got to understand, like, and plus, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. I like Nas. I'm going to stand with Nas. Yeah. That's my guy. He's always been a solid guy. He seems like a nice guy. It, it probably didn't even make its way to Nas. Like, Nas probably had no Absolutely. idea until, this la- until the lawsuit. Until he got hit by the lawsuit. Nas doesn't strike me as a type to tell somebody just, oh, word. Word. I don't care. Fuck off. Fuck, yeah. Get out of here, photographer Bye. guy. Go away. Gap, G-U-W-C. Do you, know camera. You, do you know who you're talking to? Yeah. I made Illmatic. Exactly. I don't see that happening. Um, Canon is now saying that it's going to take product six months to get here. Um, y'all know why everything is taking a while. Everybody blaming everything on the pandemic. Um that now everything was going with russia i don't know what that got to do with china it probably has a lot of stuff to do with china i'm just saying um everything is going to take longer plus mm-hmm. it ain't chips to make nothing anymore um i got a ps5 really you got a ps5 i know oh, yeah yeah okay cool so you knew like it was tough to get a ps5 they still ain't look it's been two years they still ain't that was probably producing. the word like the most annoying experience in the world i was a store manager for gamestop i did okay. that for five years okay and when the PS5 came out, <laughs> of course I got mine. Yeah, I about to say, did you get yours? Of course I got mine. I got mine in the Xbox when they both came out, day mm. one. Um, but like, I, I, I fucked around and gave somebody my phone number. And this dude hit me up twice a day, every day, asking for when we got PS5s. I blocked his number. I was like, yo, I'm so tired. Stop asking me. Bro. Leave me alone. Luckily for me, I got two from B and H. PS fives? Mm-hmm. They so what? Come on, man. That's the, I might have to bleep that. <laughs> you need, yo, you need to take that out. Flag that. <laughs> they don't need to know that. What? I got two of them. Oh man, let me flip them. Look on eBay real quick. Um, I got my first one. I got my first one. Um, it was right at mind you that year I had spent so money, so much money with them, right? So I had got the 85 and my Canon R5 from them the same year. 
So, you know, that's already six thousand dollars. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, if you get a PS5, you better hit my line. Yeah. Right. And they put me on a waiting list. I was able to order it. They shipped it. Then they came back like three to six months later. I was like, yo, we got a restock. You want another one? I said, absolutely. And I got another one. Um, They haven't redone it. They haven't done it again since then. But I told my boy, I was like, yo, because I got one of my boy. I was like, well, so he bought it but i was like yo here you go he's like are you fucking serious i'm like yeah i was like yo i've spent so much money with these people they better give me one yeah. so they be um bro they are the cheat code for some shit yeah you'd be surprised sometimes i just go in there and sign up for product notifications because some of the stuff sells out so quick you can buy it and resell it you just wait for it to be right back out of sale and then you can you know it'd be sold out and you can do it um last thing before we get to the dope part of the podcast uh britney griner was arrested in russia um, the only reason why I'm going to spin this up, this whole Russia situation is all fucked up. Um, apparently, she had drug-like substances in her suitcase. Um, I don't think... I'm going to give Britney the benefit of the doubt, and I don't know. I don't think people are really out here. When y'all travel out of the country, don't try to smuggle drugs. Please don't. And I don't think people is as dumb I as do. that. Unfortunately, I have less hope in humanity than you do. He does. And I'll be reading sometimes. I'll be reading Judas stats. I'm like, God dang, bro. Have hope. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, God dang, this motherfucker depressing as shit. He got to do better. Then one day you'll be like super happy. I'm like, there you go. This washes out the other shit when he was like, (laughs) Judas would be on like, yo, y'all stupid. And I'll be like, God dang. (laughs) He be making my take sound like nice shit. But like something says, yo, you are a WNBA star. You travel and play basketball in the off season. There's no way you went to a country and said, yo, I'm taking some hash back to the U.S. Because you know your shit is getting searched twice. Mm-hmm. Especially, well, situation hadn't blown up yet. but Like, in certain countries, yeah. you know you can't pull shit. Yeah. Russia's one of those countries. Spoiler alert. Absolutely. Brazil's another one. Like <laughs> Russia, Brazil, like anywhere in the Middle East. Look, oh my gosh. Yeah. Go over there if you want to and play. Any, anywhere in the in the Middle East, there better be nothing but clothes in there. Look. And it better be the right clothes. It better be. Because look, when we, when we left Brazil, they had a field day going through shit. I went to Brazil one time and it was amazing. They don't play. No. Oh, what's this? <laughs> Come over here. Y'all need to go watch uh The Catch a Smuggler. That shit is amazing. Because it's on Netflix? Pe- um, it come on. I got YouTube TV. I don't buy that shit no more. Okay. You pay for Netflix? Yeah. The yeah. shows I like, man. I'm going through Ozark right now. Mm. I tried to get into that. Um, my wife shut that shit down. Um, she couldn't get into it. I liked Ozark because of the. Uh, you're gonna appreciate this. The color grading. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I tried to explain it to my wife. I like, like dark well, shows, man. I tried to explain to her like I wanted to keep watching for that, and she was like. I don't know what the fuck that means. It's, it's anything <laughs> that plays with like a lot of light and shadow. I love that. Shit. Yeah. I was like, yo, this, co-. and I'm looking, I'm like, how can I get this in my photos? I'm the like, show has amazing color grading what's that, that nobody will ever know. What's Game that? Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Cause everybody streams it. I've yeah. got it. I've, I have it on Blu-ray. Oh yeah. It series. looks so much better. Um, Oh my God. It, it's, it's amazing. My father-in-law was watching, uh, in game, uh, Marvel in game. And, he had it downloaded. I'm like, I'm like, and my um my wife was like, she's like, Dad, we we could just stream it. He's like, No, 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 watch this, and it looks ten times so better. much better. <laughs> it made me and my boy, mind you, we was drunk. 
So we are loud and obnoxious, and he's like, yo, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, I feel like I'm there. I'm sitting with Thanos right now. Like, I'm, like, right here with him. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what I'm saying? But it's amazing. So, so good. Look, this, is, this goes back to our theory. Uh, not our theory. This goes back to our talk of why you need to print off your shit. Even with movies and shit, when you download them and you have them saved and you mm-hmm. watch them, it looks so much better than streaming. So much better. Look, it's almost like you're looking at your photos on the phone, that's streaming it. But when you print it out, it's like, yo, I have it downloaded. I can see it. I can hold it's it. Different. You're getting it's, all of the color information. Mm-hmm. The, the light's not being compressed. The shadows aren't being compressed. You're getting way better smooth transitions between different points. Yep. Uh, it's it's totally it's totally different. If it's a movie I like or a show I like, yeah. I'm buying a Blu-ray for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we get out of here, um, we have a segment in the podcast where I want to highlight Happy Women's Month. I know y'all was going to say this sexist ass podcast didn't even acknowledge us. Mm. Shout out to the ladies. Um, All right. That's for y'all as I grab this camera. Um, I want you to highlight one female photographer. Let's hear it. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Holla. Okay. For that one. Uh, I think her photography Instagram is holla at me photography. I know a lot of people know model holla as a model, um, but she she does a lot of really nice. Uh, she does a lot of really nice photography. She's mm-hmm. ext- she's another one that's extremely talented. Absolutely, that it's probably not getting the respect for her photography work that she deserves at all. Um, uh, she's just an immensely talented individual in general. Bro. I was a sad panda when she moved across the country. Yeah, a little salty. <laughs> She's uh, hopefully she comes back over here soon. Her people stays not too far from here, so hopefully she comes back and visit. Um, I had to pick somebody local because the person I was going to pick, I might have gotten a little bit of shade for. Okay, oh, I'm going to say it anyways. Annie Leibovitz. <laughs> okay, she's my number one favorite photographer okay. of, of, of all time. I've got like four of her photo books. She's a huge influence on my work. Mm. I'm gonna leave it at that. I know. Because of her pictures of Simone Biles, a lot, a lot of black people don't really fuck with her anymore. She fucked those up, but um, you know what? I tell people this all the time. <laughs> Say it. Say it. If you follow her, she shot Simone Biles the same way she shoots all her stuff. Everybody. She shoots everybody <laughs> like that. If you, she didn't shoot Simone Biles like that to disrespect Simone Biles nah, is because that's shot, how she shoots. She shot Simone, the way she shot everybody else in her life, mm-hmm. um, which I think is, you know, cool. I didn't, um, for those who not know, if you go back and listen, my issue with, it was with the publication hiring, um, they made all these pro-black statements and then hired a white woman to photograph mm-hmm. a black woman. That was my issue. Yeah, but yeah, that was a um, that, that, that was, was a I was like, yo, y'all could have did better with that. However, um, you know, one thing about uh, her is that, uh, she tells all her work tells a story. And if you ever hear her talk about why she photographs and how she photographs, it blows your mind. Just how simplified it sounds. Yeah. Like, no, I don't pose anybody. No, I ask them to do whatever and they do it. And I record that. And I get always get these powerful images. Amazing. Um, it's pretty much how I shoot. Yeah. And um, shout out to Hala. Hala is amazing. Um She's super talented, whether it's modeling, um, whether it's photography, whether it's her paintings, Painting. whether it's um, she make hair wraps. She she's just talented. Um, super cool. Um, we need to connect. We need to talk. Me and Holly got to talk. 
Like it's some little space there that we haven't spoken a while. And mm-hmm. it's just because she's on the opposite end of the country and I had a baby. Mm-hmm. So we just got chopped it up. But um miss her a lot. Her work. She was another person. I will say this about Holla and um <clears throat> I'm gonna keep it a buck. Holla would never get an invoice from me. Um Holla has sent me money though. Models, I want y'all to pay attention to what I just said. This girl has never got an invoice from me. Um, and she would tell you she's never gotten an invoice from me. But Holla has receipts to prove that she's paid me. And I think that's um, respectful. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm appreciative. I'm not saying that should be the new wave. Um, but I think it's her saying, yo, I appreciate the value of what you're doing. Um, and honestly, when I make, I made time for her. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I appreciate her. Um, my photographer. Oh, shit. What's her name? Sorry. <laughs> shit. I had a girl and I totally forgot. Who logged me out of Spotify? See, that's that bullshit stuff. Um, I didn't even know you could log out of Spotify. Mm-hmm. They be out here. How do you do that? Um, you go up to the top. <laughs> the login space. I mean, I could figure out how to log out of Spotify. Don't be a smart ass, <laughs> Gavin. What are you doing? Um, where is her name? Her name starts with a D. Um, damn, he's nuts. Nah, <laughs> the maturity level of this podcast has officially fucking failed, and that was the perfect fucking time. Damn, Shorty, what is your Instagram? Um, you know what? Can't find her. So the woman photographer, um, I'm going to shout out is Brianna. No, you know what? Damn, I didn't already say her name. Yeah, we're gonna go with Brianna. Shout out to Brianna. She is, um, look up Brianna T. Collier. I find I messed up your last name. I'm sorry. Um, work is super dope. Um, let me tell you why her work is dope. Um, photographers that make me stop, I always appreciate it. So I'm scrolling through your profile and I end up stopping and I'm paying attention. Um, that's always dope to me. But photographers who make me jealous that I didn't get a certain shot, those are the ones who I follow, follow, and I follow her. Um, she shoots sometimes, and I'm like, well, shit, I, I, I wanted that shot. And I appreciate her for that. Um, I met her at the gallery that you had came to. Mm-hmm. She was there. and You're going to have to show me your Instagram because I can't find it. I'm stupid. No, nah, you good. I'm going to send it to you. Um, I'll send it to you right now. Um, and... Shooting with her um, was super dope. Not, excuse me, meeting her um, was super dope because when I met her, I was like, I walked up to her and I said, yo, I don't know you. I follow you and I feel like we've been in the same circles. And she was like, I know exactly who you are. And we chopped it up and I told her I wanted her to come on here. Um, Super cool. Tall as shit. Unless it was her shoes, but I think she's tall. Um, super dope so I appreciate her I'm gonna have another photographer female photographer for y'all next week and I appreciate y'all um, but yeah I like her alright you gotta pick you a question out the notebook I should have did this earlier this is the part oh God. where you have to expose us now here's the problem y'all Judah didn't set the bar for y'all A because he's the actual listener <laughs> B he s- supports the podcast every week now the problem is Judah knows Inconsistently, I make people read a question out of this notebook. So this shouldn't be a surprise for him. Plus, it's his first time. So he has to ask. He has to answer a question out of here. So while he does that, I want to shout out to everybody for listening, tuning in. Um, If this is your first time listening, I'm glad that you're here. If this is your last time listening, if you made it this far, 
everybody loves you, including me. Um, please make sure you check us out um, at Paid and Exposure Podcast, whether that's on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, make sure you follow me. I am underscore Gavin B. Um, follow Judah. He's going to give you your information later. And I will tag his website in there later. Um, please make sure you follow the photography group. Um, no more pie by Gavin B. Also, if you are a podcaster, you just an entrepreneur and you want to come in here and talk on the podcast. Two things. A, I charge people to sit here. B, if you want to rent out the studio, it is available. Just DM me. Let me know. I will send it to you or just look on Peerspace. Look in Charlotte. No more pie studios. You'll see it. You see a question. All right. Read your question, Judah. We both got to answer, by the way. What's the most random place? <laughs> <laughs> you've ever had sex okay most random place you had sex go ahead Judah embarrass yourself or do I have to go first so no I'll say it I don't give a fuck most uh, random place so this in is great. 2000 oh gosh she's giving us time steps okay went to GameStop Managers Conference in Las Vegas oh gosh and <laughs> we were we had just we were in a uh, a food court on two completely different sides of the food court talking to each other okay or, or just looking at each other or whatever. And it's somebody I knew. It was another store manager that I knew pretty well. Okay. I about to say, and, it's been great. Uh, we were like, that's, yeah, that's it. This is we're it. We're going to get it in. So we got up, walked across the food store court, <laughs> went to the food court, men's bathroom. <laughs> and... <laughs> 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 I have no fucking People were banging on the door like Oh my gosh, Judah. <laughs> oh man, they had they ended up um yeah, the people were banging on the door. We were in there for a while. People needing to drop a deuce. Y'all in there getting busy. Unavailable, getting busy. Absolutely. And that we is... didn't eat that that happened a few times during the whole conference. Yo, shout out to consistency. <laughs> um yo, I don't know who's what's happening. Um, me personally, uh, a Best Buy, uh, parking deck. Oh, that was probably lit. It was random as fuck, especially because y'all, I got a thing with parking decks. I'm gonna just put it like that. Um, which sounds crazy now that I just repeated it, but yeah, Best Buy, it was a parking deck and it's the one in Midtown. If you know, you know, in Charlotte, <laughs> if you go there, I've been there. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh man. And I appreciate that parking deck. And you know who you are. Clearly, we're married, but we weren't married at the time. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Her mom wouldn't have made it this far. That's so. crazy. But anyway, um, yes. Also, <laughs> so that is the question. Now, Judah will have to put a um, he will have to put a question at notebook, and so that'll be fun too. Um, before we get out of here, please tell them, give them your socials, tell them how to find you, um, and everything. All right, again, I'm Light Weaver Images on Instagram and Facebook for my business pages. Um, you can add me on Facebook if you want. My name's Judah Townsend. Uh, <laughs> he said he wasn't going to If you want. Name. I don't know why y'all want to do that. But anyways, my, my website is lightweaverimages.com. Uh, some of you know me as NerdoVision Photography. I went through a rebrand, mm -hmm. actually. Um, so if you still type in NerdoVisionPhotography.com, it's going to take you to Light Weaver Images website. Oh, but yeah, that's the places uh, that you can find me if I haven't annoyed you enough to make you want to click off yet. Nah, y'all you know. uh, make sure you follow Judah. I want to thank. First of all, I want to thank you for coming um, to to be more uh, to keep it real. Um, I want to thank you for 
listening, being a for real supporter, not the people who support randomly or inconsistently or just don't, but they hit me up. I had a guy, sorry, I probably shouldn't say this. Well, he don't listen because he don't follow the fucking podcast. Dude hit me up last week and was like, yo, I want to come on. I want to talk. And I said, yo, I sent him the link to purchase a slot. He said he did said nothing. And I said, yo, bro, just let me know when the money is sent. I got you. We'll schedule it. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, I thought you just had people on. I was like, what would give you that impression? Mm. And then come to find out, bro, don't listen to the pie. He don't care about the pie. He never cared about the pie. And, of course. It's crazy my, how people do that. Yeah, you want to support. And then you want the benefits of support. And it just doesn't happen. But I do want to appreciate you. Because every week that I see, you know, you posting and you sharing, it, it really makes me happy because I'm trying to grow this thing and I want people to understand, like I told you off mic again, um, I'm trying to help and I want to keep this thing growing. So I appreciate you for that. And um, with that being said, we're going to holler at y'all. Make sure y'all follow Judah. Yep.